stations. It's time for Sports Time on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. The first hour of Sports Time is brought to you by Lexus of Memphis. Here are your hosts, Brett Statz-Norsworthy and Bryant Dacus. Welcome in to Sports Time. Bryant Dacus with you. Johnny Hill alongside me producing and uh, also co-hosting with me. Brett Norsworthy yeah. out today. Uh, he will be back tomorrow. Uh, taking a couple personal days, but um, he'll be back to wrap up the week with us uh, tomorrow and then on Friday. Um, but a lot to get to today. Really busy show. A lot of basketball to discuss today. Um, we're going to talk uh, SEC basketball a little bit later in the show with Blake Lovell from the Southeast. Eastern 14. We're going to talk, uh, you know, the whole kind of uh, world of college basketball um, in about a couple hours, two hours with uh, with Kevin Sweeney. We're going to talk a lot of Grizzlies. They're back in action tonight. Um, so a lot to get to in terms of basketball. And also, we got to talk some NFL yeah. uh, with the Combine. Uh, you know, it's been going on all week, but really tomorrow is when everyone kind of pays attention because of the on-field stuff. You know, and there are people and and I like to see what the GMs and the coaches are saying to an extent. Yeah. I don't care that much. I think there I are some people that take too much into it. Because like Bo Marchant said to us yesterday, you're not going to get much out of them. I yeah. mean, for the most Mo- part, for sure. it's just going to be like, yeah, either good season last year, hope we can find somebody here, and this is what we're going to do in free agency, or it's, yeah, we were really bad last year. We're going to bounce back this year. Nothing really outside of that, yeah. you know. And and you heard some of that with the Falcons head coach. He even right. uh, mentioned uh, he wouldn't be there if they right. did have bad quarterback play. Right. So like, so like he's here because of that. Like like you said, a lot of coaches speak and sure. GMs speak. Like we were bad, yeah. Um, we're trying to get better, right. or we're trying to just find a guy who so, can plug in. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I don't really pay much attention, and plus we're so far away from. Like any on field stuff. Oh, yeah, that, for sure. You know, yeah. how much does this really mean? You know, we haven't even had a free agency draft. Like, there's so much to happen. It's more like the interview um, process sure. right like now. It's just, you yeah. know, it's just the coaches are there, the execs are there, and we've got to talk to them. Yeah. You know? um, but, you know, tomorrow is really when it starts where, where most people are watching. Um, so we will talk a lot about that um, later in the show, probably around 5 30 during what's trending. We'll get into a lot of NFL and talk. I want to talk. Caleb Williams um, yeah. came out this morning and said that. No, I don't know where these reports came from. From Washington, I'd yeah. Rather, rather be in Washington. I'd love to be a Chicago Bear. Yeah. You know, all the all the greats played in Chicago, <laughs> and I was shocked about that. I would love to be a Chicago Bear. Um, so we'll we'll talk a lot about Caleb Williams. Um, there was a video that surfaced last night on social media. Um, that uh, may or may not have indicated that Justin Fields had been traded. Uh, it was like a video of him in his. Uh, kitchen or in somebody's kitchen, um, like very excited about something, and uh, some. How do are, they find this stuff? Well, his agent posted it on on like Instagram. Really? So okay, I didn't I didn't know this. Some people are this speculating that that could mean that his that trade, reaction potential trade. was because he got traded, uh, or maybe that reaction was because he got a phone call saying, "Hey, we're not going to go quarterback." We're gonna keep you. We're gonna trade something else. I don't think he would have that reaction. I think the reaction would be. I think he want to be out, Brian, especially because well, all the speculation. I mean, go home and play in your home state of Georgia. Yeah, I mean, and also, Brian, he always felt like he was uneasy in Chicago. Like even last year, he was talking about how some of the fans wasn't embracing him as 
as he should, or the year the year he ran for a thousand yards, he still didn't feel like the the uh, the the group, the fan base as a whole was behind him. Right. So there was even times he talked bad about the the city of Chicago. Now I'm thinking about mm-hmm. it, like he talked about how cold it was him yeah. being there. Like it, he didn't like the cold up there. He didn't like like the things up there. So so. I can potentially see uh, mm-hmm. the excitement is the trade. Sure. So uh, we'll, we'll talk a lot of NFL. Kind of a newsy day uh, for the NFL, kind of out of nowhere in the middle of of uh, late February. I guess this is supposed to be the last day of February today, the twenty eighth. Yep. Uh, but it's a leap year, so we get uh, the 29th tomorrow, which always. I don't know what I get more surprised about that there's twenty eight days in February, or that it's a leap year. It's a leap year. I say I say that it's twenty eight days in February. That's pretty, you know. But it always surprised me. Like I can never remember it. Me either. Like, I know, like, if, like if somebody, <laughs> yeah. if someone came up to me and asked what what month only has twenty eight days, or or what's the shortest month in the calendar, I'd say February. Yeah, it has twenty eight days. But it feels like every single February, we get to the either twenty seventh or the twenty eighth or something like that, and I'm like. We got one more day. Oh my gosh. March <laughs> yeah. starts like tomorrow. Yeah. What yeah. happened to the 29th and 30th and 31st? Like where where did where all these days go? Man, um, this whole year is going by fast. We already about to be yeah, in March. Almost, almost, that's what I was thinking the other day. You know, I uh really love watching college basketball. Um yeah. and I, I don't know if I would say I love watching it more than college football or the NFL. Yeah. But I love watching it. You know, especially this time of year. Um, I'll watch, you know, a handful of games uh, at night, and I, you know, kind of going through, looking at games, this was a few nights ago, maybe like last Thursday or something like that, and seeing, like, this team only has four games left, this team only has three games left, after this game, it's only, you know, three games left, or two games left, like, I was like, holy cow, you know, we're about to, and now you're seeing a lot of people on social media start tweeting out, like, Here's what the schedule is going to look like for this bracket, and these are the days that we're going to have, you know, this tournament going. And so, um, it's it's you're right, it it came fast, and uh, before we know it, we'll have brackets in front of us. We'll be filling them out. Are you good at filling out brackets? Are you a you a bracket guy? Hey, Bryant, let me make this announcement. This will be my first time ever making a bracket. Really? Yeah. Why have you never done one? Just you just didn't have time, or just just interested? I, see, or? see, I'm more like I like I like watching it so mm-hmm. much. So like I never just been like, oh man, let me just make a bracket. I see everybody does it, but I just yeah. like man, I never just decided to make a bracket yeah. one year. So, but this year's gonna be the year I make one. Yeah, make no, one. you got to, and uh, I think I think we'll have one. For the yeah. show that we usually do, I know the whole building kind of does a, a bracket challenge. Oh um, man, so, okay, so you'll be all in. I think I was dead last last year in the bracket challenge. You was dead last. Well, because here's the thing. Oh my goodness, it's a single, it's a single elimination bracket. Wait, what? I second. mean, I mean, it's it's so hard to pick. And so when I'm sitting here, first off, I I love 98 percent of the teams in the bracket because I mean I'm looking at these teams and going, oh yeah, that like. Let me see. I, do I have Jerry Palm's bracket pulled up right now? I was looking. Brian, at you Hold of up. all people, uh, though. Shush, 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 shush. I mean, here's the thing. You've got seventh seed. Just let's just say this was the bracket today for for Jerry Palm's because I have it already pulled up. We have seven seed TCU versus ten seed Virginia. I just picked one. You know, it could be any of them. Looking at that, I'm like, oh man, TCU's a good team. 
They play in a really tough conference in the <laughs> in the Big Twelve. They're they've played really well. They've knocked off some really good teams this year. But then on the other side, oh Virginia, when they get to to their pace and they you know get you where they want you. You saw hyping you know, yourself up beat. about that defense. One of the best defensive defensive coaches we've seen. Yeah. In, in maybe the history of the game, like you know, and then I'll be like, well, but you know. I think TCU ultimately can beat them. And then I'll pick TCU, and then Virginia will come out here and win. And then you've got people like my mother. No shot against my mother. But, you know, she'll do her bracket, and she'll, you know, same game. TCU and Virginia. You know, okay, what's the mascot for TCU? They're the Horned Frogs. What's the mascot for Virginia? Well, they're the Cavaliers. Okay, all right. What, what, what are the colors for, for TCU? Oh, my goodness. Purple and black. What, what about Virginia? Well, it's like orange and blue and white are, are probably their three colors. Okay, I'm picking TCU, and she'll pick. T- you know, that's how she picks every game. And nine times out of ten, she usually has a better. Oh, she she's really good at picking. Yeah. But she but she doesn't pick anything based on like the actual <laughs> but, teams but, or the actual games. It's like mascot color. Do I know somebody that likes this team? Has a former Memphis coach coached for this team? Like it's stuff like that, you know. Dakis, I had, you are literally. The only person I know who watched this much college basketball like daily, like I do and like you, college and, and, and you was in last place. I am so shocked about that. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, hopefully we do better this <laughs> oh, year. Oh, dang, we got to do better, Dave. I've got a couple. Of weeks That's a bad look. <laughs> Funny story uh, talking about brackets, uh, and then I, I do want to talk um, a little bit of. Uh, we had some uh, Tiger football news. Oh yeah, that I do want to get to before we. Oh get yeah, to I heard about that story. Yeah, uh, but uh, when I was in middle school. One of my uh, one of my one of my best friends in middle school, and his parents sometimes listen to the show, so they might be listening to this. I don't even know if they know about this. Um, but we were at school. I'm sitting in class, middle school, whatever, and two of my buddies come and knock on the door. And teacher, you know, goes, opens the door. What's up? What can I help you yeah. with? And I uh, said, uh, we got to give something to Bryant. And she goes, well, what is it? And she goes, they go, um, well, let's say. Uh, it's you know some sort of thing from another teacher. They asked us to bring it to him and uh, and whatever. So okay, cool. So he walks in and he's got like this big stack. I mean, probably he's probably got fifty sheets of paper. Fifty. His our other buddy probably had fifty sheets of paper. They're you know both have them. So he walks in with his sheets of paper. Another one of our buddies was in this class. He slaps a sheet of paper on his uh, desk, and the guy looks at it and then looks at me. And I can see, like, confusion on his face. Yeah, yeah, very confused. So he comes to me, he slaps it down on my desk, and he whispers in my ear, we just printed off, like, 200 brackets in the computer. Oh, my goodness. And so I'm looking at it, I'm like, all right. He was like, we're going to put it all together. We're going to do, like, a buy-in, like, $5. You know, middle school, probably not the best time to be gambling at school. Oh, okay, you started Um, young. (laughs) But but I was like, okay, cool. He's like, so fill this out. We'll get it all together either after school today or tomorrow, whatever. So I was like, okay. So the teacher was like, what is this again that you're giving him? And why is it taking so much time to give it to him? And he was like, oh, it's just, uh, it's just, you know, something for another teacher. And the kid sitting behind me, you know, kind of a teacher's pet. You know how it goes. He reaches around my desk, grabs it off of my desk, and he goes, it looks like some sort of bracketing system. And the teacher knew exactly what it was because it was March, you know, March Madness. And so she was like, did you just give him a a college basketball bracket? 
no, 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 no. It's, it's, it's for another class. It's, it's something for another class, for another teacher. And uh, she chased both of them out of the classroom, and I'm pretty sure one of them went and hid in the bathroom because, you know, they were going to get in trouble, whatever. But, uh, yeah, so I've been doing brackets That's amazing. for... I've been putting money on brackets since middle school. How about that? Hey, uh, and I've never won. Thank you. Never. Thank you. It's okay. You know what? This could be your year. Thank you. I learned a lot about you just in a couple of minutes, Thank man. You. I learned that you started gambling young, uh-huh. and also you never. <laughs> the guy who watched the most college basketball I know have never. Mm-hmm. Won a bracket. Let's change that maybe, this year. Maybe one year. I, I, Let's change I, it this I year. Feel like one, this is your year. I feel like man. one year I was pretty. I did pretty good and like had you know you did like the one on ESPN. And yeah, I yeah. think I was like you know somewhat high because I I feel like I was bragging about it. But I don't remember, but it should be a, a really fun March. Um, before we get to top and not top story, I do want to bring up uh, Memphis football. Obviously, yeah. not a ton of news going on right now. They're getting ready for spring practice. We don't know exactly yet. It hasn't been announced when um, spring practice is going to begin, uh, but we know, you know those 15 practice dates. Um, but we do know that um, the spring game will be on April 20th. It's going to yeah, be a day yeah. game this year. It's been the kind of Friday night lights in the past, but this year it's going to be changing it, right? uh, Saturday during the day, which I like. We talked about this, uh, I think, last week. Uh, Brett and I did. Um it's just hard, I think, for a lot of people. It's hard for me. Maybe not because it's 7 o'clock um, deal. So, you know, people who get off at 5 can get down there, and, and that's perfectly fine. But, like, we don't get off till 6. And yeah. so for me, a lot of times it was hard. Friday night, sometimes we have, you know, things going on that we yeah. have to produce and stuff afterwards. So it was always kind of hard for me to get down there um, on a Friday night these past couple of years. So I kind of like the Saturday during the day. What time do you do? You, did they confirm? I think, it's, I think it's like one o'clock. Like it's the middle of the day. So it's like, oh it, man, it's that's a perfect time. That's a perfect of, you know, time for everybody to go good down. Weather. Now that's the only bad thing, and that's the you know bad thing every year you do a spring game is you don't know what weather is. When yeah. you when you set it. But that's um, a perfect day, though, right? Yeah. No Saturday, kind of middle perfect of the day. day in April seems like it would be. Um, Hopefully, know, like, it just don't really rain. Good. Exactly. It seems like it would be really good weather, but you know we haven't gotten a lot of we haven't gotten a lot of news about Memphis football. But uh, this morning it was announced that running backs coach Sean Dawkins yeah, uh, he's coach going Dawkins, to yeah. leave Memphis to take the same position at Cincinnati which obviously we know Cincinnati made the jump to the Big 12 so a power 5 job for him um, at the running back and you know Johnny you know this more than anybody yeah. you're, you're there um, you know you have a close relationship with the football team but coach Silverfield had to make a lot of replacements on the defensive side of the ball um, early this offseason, had to replace defensive coordinator, defensive line coach, uh, and cornerbacks coach. You know, had to had to replace all of those. Um, a cornerbacks coach, I think, was promoted, so that became yeah. open. Um, but uh, you know, so a lot of changes defensively. This is the first this offseason offensively that he's had to change, and honestly, kind of comes at a it can, it comes at a very late time. Yeah, it's a very because a lot of guys time. he recruited mm-hmm. are at Memphis right now, sure. and now these guys who are currently here they're getting a new coach mm-hmm. and sometimes like man you just you just you probably won't get a coach for for another week or so sure. so so now these guys gotta get used to them that's a that's a that's a that's a big loss man mm-hmm. he's he's a good guy real good guy coach Dawkins yeah. man um but he gonna do big things in Cincinnati and, and the coaches yeah. coach Silfield, he he gonna find a guy man I'm not really worried about that because he he, he can find them guys he and, can find them. well it's gonna be interesting because I think you would like to fill this before 
spring practice starts. Yeah, I'm very shocked um, that it happened this late. Yeah, and so I think you would you would like to. I don't think it's the end of the world if you don't fill it before spring practice starts. Yeah. Uh, but I think you would like to, and then because they um, still got some vets in there who can like, like sure. who can who can still sure. like help out. Sure, and, so. and you know you can you can. Find coaches. There are plenty of coaches um, at all of these college programs come on, now. Come on, You can find somebody to, to, to work with the running backs. The thing that, you know, is, is the question mark to me, because obviously a lot of people talking about Blake Watson, the year he had last year under Dawkins, that was probably, you know, big for Cincinnati looking at it. Oh, man, 1,000-yard rusher, a guy that now a lot of people are saying um, could be kind of a sleeper in the NFL draft. Um, but let's not forget, uh, Sean Dawkins was a huge part of, of helping recruit South Carolina transfer Mario Anderson. He was. Who's going to come in, and a lot of people um, have high expectations for him. Very they excited do. of what uh, Mario Anderson could do this season. And so I think that's the one to keep an eye on because, you know, that, that transfer portal opens right back up after spring. And so um, I think it would be hard for him, but, you know, he could – Get back out after spring and, and go somewhere else. Yeah, um, especially now it's that, a possibility, especially right. since the today day and time. Especially now that you don't have the after your you know two time transfer after yeah. that. You know you have to sit. Um, you know it, it seems like he would be able to get out of that. And I, I feel like especially with your position coach leaving, that would probably be a, a good way if there was something in there to kind of appeal that. And, uh, and get immediate eligibility. So that's something to keep an eye on. Now, I do think they won't – I don't think they'll have a problem filling this position. I mean, when you look at what Memphis has done from the running back position – It just speaks for itself it at this point. It does. And, and, you know, kind of – there are some people that say, you know, Memphis is a, a running back you. And, you know, there's so many good running backs that come out of Memphis – one thing about when all of these good players come out of Memphis, all these good running backs, you know, you look at that success, and if you can continue that success, yeah. I think those coaches become the benefit of it. Because when a program is known for that, that coach usually becomes, uh, you know, the benefactor of that, even though, um, you know, Sean Dawkins, when you look at the three or four running backs in the league right now from Memphis, he didn't coach any of them. But Blake Watson has a thousand yards. Looks like he's going to be maybe a late uh, round draft pick. So I think you'll be able to find somebody that looks at this opportunity and go, "Man, look at all this success they've had with running backs." Yeah. I could go in there, do my thing, um, and uh, and we could do, get something really going there. So I'm not I super worried agree. about this, but it is something to keep an eye on. Yeah, man, I completely agree with you when you talk about running back you with the Memphis Grizzlies. I mean, with the Memphis Tigers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> think about basketball, but uh, when yeah. you talk about the Memphis Most Tigers. Yeah, for sure. But like when you talk about the Memphis Tigers, especially from that running back position, Brian, mm-hmm. every running back who leaves the University of Memphis, they don't have a lot of mileage on their bodies. Yeah, because bro, like from Tony Pollard, from Antonio Gibson, mm-hmm. Kenny Gangwell, like the list goes on and on, man, of guys who have who have Blake Watson this year, yeah. like guys who don't have a lot of mileage on their bodies, and and also if you also notice. People who play at Memphis, they can catch out the backfield. They do a lot of other things in, in, in their system. So, man, whoever goes to University of Memphis as a running back, you know mm-hmm. that you will have an opportunity. They're going to put you in an opportunity right. to go to the next level. No, absolutely. So uh, definitely something to keep an eye on, though, uh, with the Tigers getting ready to start spring uh, spring practice. So uh, let me set up today's show uh, before we get to top and not top story of the day. 3.30, like I mentioned, we're going to talk Grizzlies, their game tonight against the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, they're 
you know, going to be tough tonight against a really good Timberwolves team on the road. But we'll talk about that game tonight. Some other uh, Grizzlies things uh, we'll get to in this next segment. 345, uh, really fun night in the NBA last night. Some, uh, you know, Max Struess with his uh, 59 <laughs> yeah, buzzer beater. That was amazing. That um, was amazing. That was yeah, amazing. It really was. Some other things uh, that happened last night in the NBA. We'll get to all of that at 345. 4 o'clock, Blake Lovell from the Southeastern 14. He'll join us to talk a ton of SEC basketball. Busy night in the SEC last night. Kentucky gets a road win against Mississippi State. Uh, Vanderbilt beats Arkansas on the road. Some really good games tonight in the SEC, so we'll talk uh, a lot of SEC at 4 o'clock. 4.30, we'll get into what happened last night in college basketball. Like I mentioned, some really good games last night. Some fun games uh, that I'm looking forward to tonight as well. 4.45, we get to big number of the day. 5 o'clock, Kevin Sweeney from uh, CBB Central will join us to talk a lot of college basketball as we're getting closer and closer uh, to brackets, whether it be conference tournament uh, or the actual NCAA bracket. Uh, March is right around the corner. 5.30, we'll get to what's trending. Probably talk a lot of NFL um, during uh, what's trending with a lot of NFL news coming out over the last couple of days. And at 5.45, we'll wrap up today's show like we always do with Taco Bell Crunch Time. Uh, Be a part of the conversation. Anything you want to talk about, we're talking uh, a ton uh, of different things today. Uh, So 901-360-8255. Text the listener line uh, and give us all your thoughts, opinions, questions. Um, we're here uh, to uh, to listen, I guess. The yeah, we are. We're, even though <laughs> we look forward to the it. The listener is supposed to use listener line. We're going to listen to you uh, from the listener line. Yes, so sir. <laughs> 360-8255. Hit us up over these next three hours. But let me remind you, we're in our Family Leisure Studios where family and fun come together. Get over there for the floor model sale. All floor model patio sets are priced to move. Wicker sofa set under $2,000. Close out patio cushions as low as $25. Pool tables under $1,500. Theater seating under $2,000. And four-person hot tubs now under $5,000. Infrared and traditional steam saunas 25% off. Get ready for summer now and purchase your above-ground pool to get first in line for installation. That's special financing. It's still available, but only at Family Leisure 2120 Witten Road, just north of I-40. Let's go ahead and get to Top Story of the Day. Top Story of the Day. Well, my Top Story of the Day has to be what happened in college basketball last night. In particular, what Kentucky did on the road last night against Mississippi State. They Come, come on, that was big. Big road win. And Johnny, I I know we talked about it off air after the show yesterday, but I don't think we talked about it on air of how weird this game was in terms of what Vegas was setting these lines at. You know, I, I mentioned it yesterday. I think I woke up. It was either at three, three and a half when I yeah, woke up. Yeah, then it up, moved it was, up. It was Mississippi State minus three or three and a half. Uh, I know yesterday during John's show, it was three and a half. Yeah. Um, so I, it might have moved half a point from when I first saw it to John's show. Um, and then when we were talking yesterday afternoon, it was at four and a half. Yeah, moved uh, up. So Mississippi State minus four and a half. But the weird thing was I, I saw uh, on Twitter that I think like something like 88% of bets placed on that game was for Kentucky plus three and a half. So it was weird that there were so many bets being placed yeah. on uh, on Kentucky. But it was moving in the opposite direction from Mississippi State. And usually people will tell you, well, that means Vegas knows something. Or those those sharps or the money's really coming in on uh, on, on Mississippi State. Yeah. So there's something there. If everybody's on one side, it's something you should probably to it. take the other side. And then when everybody's on one side and that line keeps moving in that other direction, you should probably take that other side. And at halftime, 
Uh, it really looked like Mississippi State was going to roll. 43-35 to at the half, and Mississippi State extended that early in the second they half. They did. But here comes Kentucky. An unbelievable second half uh, for them where they put up 56 just man, incredible. I love Kentucky, man. I, they're a fun team to watch. They're, they're just mean? a great team to watch. Then I love Rob Rob Dillingham, mm-hmm. man. That's my guy. I love watching him, man. I've been I was watching him when he was in high school, man. And just to see him, man, just the role he's in, man, really just contribute, man. I I, I really like his game, man. He's gonna be a real good pro. Yeah, Rob Dillingham, uh, the Big Z, getting more minutes last night. He played twenty one minutes. DJ Wagner, um, obviously one of the stars for them. But the real star last night, Reed Shepard, whose parents both played. Played at Kentucky. Yeah. The freshman came up huge for Kentucky last night. 32 points, 7 Woo! assists, he did 5 great, rebounds, great. He had a good game. Real 4 good game. for 7 from 3. And that last minute in, I think it was minute 36, but it was certainly under a minute 40. 11 points, 1 block, one steal for Reed Shepard. Just unbelievable. And the end of that game was crazy. You know, Mississippi State uh, comes down and, uh, and Josh Hubbard knocks down a, a three to uh, to tie the game. I thought we were going to overtime. And here comes Reed Shepard on the other end, knocks down a, a mid-range jump shot uh, as time was expiring to win the game. And Man, that was a good game. All the talk has been on Reed Shepard and this Kentucky team, I think for good reason. Yeah. Um, that's a huge win. You're coming off that win where you post 117 points on the road, or excuse me, at home against Alabama, good Alabama team. And now you're on the road. As an underdog yeah. in a really good atmosphere last night at Mississippi real, State, I, I, that atmosphere looked looked tough though. So, right? Yeah. So it was good reason that uh, that's you know being talked about a lot today. But I don't want to take anything away from Josh Hubbard, the freshman for Mississippi State. Thirty four points last night, seven made threes. He was giving his all last night, especially at the end of that game, knocking down threes, keeping Mississippi State into that game, and giving them that opportunity to come back and tie it in the closing seconds before Reed Shepard into the game. I'm we're gonna talk to uh to to Blake Lovell about Rob Hubbard because you know when you talk about freshmen and the yeah. the big time freshmen that are get you know talked about a lot. It's Reed Shepard. It's you know probably three or four guys on this on DJ this Wagner, Kentucky Rob, Rob yeah. Dillingham. They was all top guys right. coming out of high school. And there's other guys that get talked about a lot across the country. Rob Hubbard or, or excuse me, uh, you don't hear uh, Josh Hubbard you don't you don't hear his him talked about that much. You don't, man. And, and just seeing that performance yesterday, man. I know I always knew he was good, Dakis, but I didn't know he had that in yeah. him like that, man. Yeah. But a really fun game last night. Man. Yeah, man. But my top story is, man. I'm going to keep it local here. The Memphis Tigers, mm. uh, just losing, just losing the coach, man. At this late in time, man, and and that's just that's that's just a big loss. You know what I'm saying, man? Because now Coach Silfield, he got to go and. And find somebody to replace Coach Dawkins, man, and that's a, and that's a big loss, man. That's a big yeah. loss, and right now towards you know spring practice, and they got other things going on, man. That's that's a real big loss right now. Yeah. Not top story of the day. Well, my not top story. I'm gonna keep it short and sweet because we're gonna spend uh, the next segment talking a lot about the game tonight. But the Grizzlies, they're back in action tonight Ooh. on the road against uh, the Timberwolves. Is Locked- Anthony Edwards out? Oh, uh, it's he's questionable right now. Oh. So we don't know. He might be out, and we're going to talk a lot about their injuries. There's a lot of injuries right now uh, for uh, for the Timberwolves. But um, you know, it's going to be a tough game tonight. The Timberwolves have played really, really well. A lot of people did.
disappointed in uh, the performance from the Grizzlies in their last game against the Nets, but you have Minnesota tonight. Then you come back home for two back-to-back games, a Friday night sure. and Saturday yeah. night against the Portland Trailblazers. Man, my not top story is Caleb Williams, man. I'm going to keep it short and sweet. Hey, man, he, he said he, he wants to go to uh, Chicago, but, of course, what else he's going to say? <laughs> like, like, like he, 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 don't want, he, he don't want to, like, diminish his reputation. He don't want to seem like he don't want to be there, man. So, of course, he want to say he don't want to go there when most likely a candidate can be Washington. I don't think these rumors just came out of nowhere, man. No, no I don't think so. Well, let's go ahead. Uh, well, that'll do it for, excuse me, that'll do it for top and not top story of the day. But let's go ahead and get to a break. Uh, and when we come back, we'll talk about tonight's game between the Grizzlies and the Timberwolves. That's next on Sports Time. Broadcasting from the Family Leisure Studio, we are Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Now back to Sports Time on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. This hour is brought to you by Lexus of Memphis. Here are your hosts, Brett Statz-Norsworthy and Bryant Dacus. Welcome back in to Sports Time. Bryant Dakish, Johnny Hill with you. Uh, Brett out today, but he will be back tomorrow. And we need to talk about the Grizzlies. They're back in action tonight against the Timberwolves. Uh, 7 p.m. tip-off on the road at Target Center. Um, and uh, a game that's going to be difficult. Timberwolves 41-17, and 21-6 and at home this year. But they're coming off back-to-back games. We talked about um, the uh, the Grizzlies. They've got back-to-back games this weekend, Friday and Saturday, both against the uh, the Portland uh, Trailblazers, which is kind of different, you know, doing the back-to-back in two games with the same team. Uh, but uh, the Timberwolves, they've got back-to-back games. Um, last night played the Spurs, beat the Spurs, and now seeing the Grizzlies. But you mentioned it earlier a lot of injuries from that game yeah. last night against the Spurs. Um, right now on their injury report, Rudy Gobert and Anthony Edwards Don't, are that's both too, listed that's too big as questionable. Losses. Huge, huge if they, they weren't to play. Now, Carl Anthony Towns didn't play last night. You know, I know there may be some people that watched that game or were keeping a close eye on that game. Carl um, Anthony Towns did not play last night, uh, but he should be back tonight. It looks like he's not on their injury report tonight. He was out for personal reasons yesterday. Um, it sounds like he, he might have uh, lost a former teammate from high school, and um, he was out oh, man. doing without. So really sad. For Carl Anthony Towns, you know, it's been a, a really He's been going through a lot. Year or so for him. Especially um, from COVID yeah. into now man because you know he lost his mother and different things yeah. and, and he keep man that and he's a young man as well like man he only like a couple years older than us and he and he just weighing a lot man he's just going through a lot man. yeah so i i really sad to, to see that report um that that's the reason he was out last night if that if that is the case um really feeling for him right now um but it sounds like he'll be back tonight so carl anthony towns will play but rudy gobert is questionable with a left ankle sprain um after he put up 13 and 17 last night uh in 39 minutes of action anthony edwards also questionable questionable left ankle soreness after finishing with 34 points last night. Kyle Anderson uh, also had to leave the game last night. Only played like 15 minutes in that game last night um, with a hamstring injury. He's listed as out tonight. So that, um, certainly one starter that will be missing tonight. 
Could be up to three starters missing tonight. Yeah. Um, sounds like Carl Anthony Towns will be back. Like I said, he's not on the injury report. Um, but you could see a, a Timberwolves team down three starters, and that would be um, you know really big losses for that Timberwolves team. When you talk about what Rudy Gobert brings to the table, on the defense, what Anthony man. Edwards brings to yeah. the table, um, and then what, what Kyle Anderson also brings is kind of that you know third or fourth, maybe even fifth option in that starting lineup. Uh, Bryant. You and me both know about uh, the NBA. They got this new rule about um, playing certain amount of games. Mm-hmm. You know to get to get all NBA and all defense and and Rudy Gobert or Anthony Edward. They could just push through and want to play today. Maybe despite yeah. it, despite it, just you know, it's being the Grizzlies. We all know we're down bad right now, and we and we're going through a lot of things. Wise man, but a lot of times these guys they might just push through it like Tyrese Halliburton he don't like the rule mm-hmm. you know uh, but to get all NBA he got to push through the injury to to get all NBA mm-hmm. because they had to hit a certain amount of games man well and that's kind of the uh th- that could be a tricky thing because I don't know where both of these guys stand in terms of games played I I, I you know neither of these guys have been out with like a serious injury um, so I, I would think they've played in a, a, a good amount of games. Let's see. Because the record's amazing right now, you would right. think. Yeah. yeah They're so, number one in so the West. I, I don't think either of these guys are worried about it. Um, both guys are hovering around 55 games. I think, what's that th- threshold, like 65? Oh, uh, yeah. Um, so I think both are good, but I think that's, you know, that might be, I'm glad you brought that point up because that might be even more of a reason for those guys to, to yeah. sit out tonight because you don't want that injury to, yeah, to linger. especially coming off a of back-to-back. Yeah. Um, you know, you don't want that, like you said, to linger or develop into a bigger issue, and then you know maybe, unfortunately, resulting into missing a couple months or, or even the rest More of the time. season. Yeah, yeah, and, and they're number one in the West right now. Mm-hmm. So like, I didn't picture this Timberwolves team being this good, but they really took the lead by by storm. Them and OKC, yeah. man. So so I would. I, there's a good possibility that they could rest as well, especially with this, with this being the Memphis Grizzlies. We all know that we're going through a lot of things right now. We have a lot of injuries to to us, and we also got a lot of young guys. This is a very developmental part in our season right now. So I can for sure see Anthony Edwards resting and, mm-hmm. and, and Rudy Gobert resting because they need, they're trying to get make a playoff run. They really yeah. are. No, absolutely, and so that'll be interesting to see if those guys try to uh, to push through and play. You mentioned their defense, one of the best defenses yeah. in uh, in the NBA. I mean, what they've done, especially with those two big men down low, with Carl Anthony Towns um, and Rudy Gobert, you know, probably one of the best you know front courts in yeah. the league. And uh, Jaden McDaniels, and, uh, one of right. the top one of the top wing defenders mm-hmm. in the league. So they got Anthony Edwards. He's a great two-way player sure. as well on the defensive end and yeah. offensive. Man, that team is really good. Yeah, so uh, it's going to be And Mike Conley be at the point guard position yeah. just running running the whole thing. And I was looking. It, it's interesting because, um, you know, I, I – Saw the I was going through and looking at the games tonight and yeah. um, you know on ESPN or CBS whatever you know website you use especially ESPN now yeah. that they have ESPN Bet um, they list all of the odds for each game and really? I think yeah. they they're even trying to make it to where you can you know bet on the ESPN page it will take you I think right now you can click it it'll take you right to that game on on the ESPN Bet website but I was seeing and this one just jumped out at me because of how low it was. Um, the the and it might have changed. I should go check and see what it looks like now. Um, but the total for tonight's game, this morning at least, was two oh nine and a half. 
which is super low for an NBA game. I mean, we talk about all of the offense that you have. 209 is is nothing. Yeah. Especially for an NBA game. Right. And so I was really surprised to see that. Um, And uh, let's see if that's moved any. 208. So it's gone down a point. Maybe one of those guys isn't going to play. I don't know. But so 208, and you look at all the games around it. Now that I have it up, I can just go. Mavs and Raptors, 241.5. Pelicans and Pacers, 237.5. Cavaliers and Bulls, 216.5. Uh, Kings and Nuggets, 231.5, and Lakers, Clippers, 234.5. So, next closest is, you know, 216.5, and, and, you know, that's, that's almost double what, what yours is right now. So, I mean, super low, obviously, like you've mentioned with the Grizzlies injuries, um, and, and now with, uh, the Timberwolves injuries. I'm not surprised that's that low, and with that defense that Minnesota can bring on any night. Oof. Um, it's not surprising to see it that low, but it did jump out to me. When I saw a, a total that low in the NBA, it kind of jumped. Um, I do want to talk about this before we get to a break. To Michael Cole, we talked to him every single Monday afternoon, um, about the Grizzlies. He wrote a story over at the Commercial Appeal. Go check it out. Michael Cole does an unbelievable job covering this team. Um, so please go check out the story to kind of get more information of it. I thought it was a really fun story, but kind of talking about these injured players, specifically kind of the big three injured players right now. You've got John Moran, obviously injured, Desmond Bain, and Marcus Smart. These three guys injured. Um, and this whole story kind of talking about how even though they're injured, even though they're going to be out, John Moran's not coming back this season. Yeah. Um, the other two, you know, you might get one of them back. You might get both of them back. Um, but, you know, it's going to be way late in the season. But all three of these guys have still been around. And that it, it's, and that's really good to it, see. It, it's awesome, especially with kind of the young guys the Grizzlies have right now. Um, in the story, it says John Morant has been wearing a whistle around his neck at practice. Um, <laughs> yeah, even, that's good That's good uh, morale. That's good building morale. a coaches, like, the you know, they all wear the same, you know, uh, polo, polo. At, at games. He wore one of the coaches' polos at one of the games and that, you know, that the rest of the team love to see that because they kind of view him as the extension to Coach Taylor Jenkins on the court because he's the point guard. And so for him to kind of take that role, even though he's injured, and still kind of be that, you know, coaching these guys up and trying to get them right um, and kind of be that leader um, that a lot of guys were saying that was huge. Desmond Bain is still like super active in the gym and is around and, and you know, talking to a lot of guys. Gigi Jackson even called Desmond Bain the, uh, the team leader. Um, and just with his work ethic, and we know his work ethic um, before getting injured, and it sounds like he's still around um, and uh, and hanging out with guys in the gym at the very least. And then Marcus Smart, I thought this was funny. Um, it says in there that Marcus Smart knows all of the uh, refs on a first-name basis in the league. And so that during timeouts, and, you know, we don't get to see this as much. Sometimes yeah. they'll throw it out there. I've seen it a, a handful of times. But, you know, we're, you know, it, when they come back from commercial, when you're watching the game on television, um, you know, they're so, you know, they go to the huddle. and it's Oh, like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But they said most times Marcus Smart is out talking to an official saying, hey, man, you blew this call. Hey, why'd you make that call? Why'd you do that? But that's just good morale for the team, right. man. That's good building. Like, I am really am excited about the Grizzlies next yeah. year. Because, Brian, we got a perfect mix, when you think mm-hmm. about it, of young guys, 
Uh, we start start a lot of guys getting a little older with Marcus Smart. He right. he he's a a big vet, but I don't even think he's thirty years old right. yet. Yeah. So man, it's just it's just amazing to see the good mix of talent and age group that we have in like for mid because we don't have no real older guys. That's right. why I said we probably should go out and get a vet like mm-hmm. Andrew Andre Drummond mm-hmm. or someone like that to bring a veteran big man or something like that to bring some more vets in. Yeah. But man, like. I, I really, when you talk about stuff like that, when you say John Morant, he going around the locker room, you know, and wearing a coach's po- yeah. polo and wearing a whistle. I just love that, man. That's that's great, man. That's good team chemistry. That's good team building, man. And they're gonna be they're gonna be really good next year. Yeah, no, it really is. I, I think there should be a ton of excitement. Um, so the game tonight will be interesting. You know, how do they come out? Do we see? What we saw the last game against the Nets where, you know, it just was a, a you know, kind of over before it started or do we see kind of what we've seen in games before against the Clippers, <laughs> against the Bucks where they're super competitive and, and can beat some of the best teams, um, you know, in, in, in the NBA. Man, Brian, I'm not going to lie. I want us to lose. But, <laughs> Brian, I want us to play hard, though, man. Well, I, I, sometimes I, can't have it both hey, ways. Hey, man, yeah. man, I want us to lose, but hard I want us to p- play hard, yeah. man. We need a good pick. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll I'm trying see. to get them ping pong balls, yeah. man. <laughs> well, we'll see what happens. Uh, 7 o'clock tip for that one tonight. Well, let's go ahead and get to a break. When we come back, really busy night in the NBA last night. So we'll talk about everything that happened. That's next on Sports Time. You already know you can listen to Sports 56 anywhere with the Sports 56 app or at sports56whbq.com. But you can also watch us daily with live video of all of our shows on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Now back to Sports Time on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. This hour is brought to you by Lexus of Memphis. Here are your hosts, Brett Statz-Norsworthy and Bryant Dacus. Well, we talked a lot about the Grizzlies and their game tonight against the Minnesota Timberwolves, but it was a busy night last night in the NBA. Yes, it was. And I think the biggest story uh, had to be what Max Struess did last night for the Man, what a way. Cavaliers, a 59-foot, um, more-than-half-court buzzer beater to uh, to give the Cavs the win. And, and not a lot of people are talking about what happened before that because – Dallas had just gone down and, and scored, scored with PJ Washington. With PJ Washington, um, what would have been the game-winning uh, layup, shot, yep. uh, layup, and uh, instead um, the Cavs come right back down and, and knock down a three um, from Max Strus to win it. And I saw a lot of people posting uh, PJ Washington's reaction. <laughs> or, uh, PJ Tucker, excuse me. Uh, not PJ. No, it's Washington. Oh, Washington. Yeah, right. you're right. You're um, hurt. Too many PJs in the league. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but a lot of people posting his reaction because he makes the layup and immediately just starts fist pumping yeah. and, and let's go. He, and then his he game. goes, all right, let's get back on defense, but only a couple seconds. And he's still, I mean, balls in the air. He's like, let's go, let's go. No way he makes that. Shot falls. I mean, he immediately hands on his head, kind of rubbing the back of his the, head. Like what the reaction is so fast, man. Oh, it, I mean, it was like immediate. But also, Max had a real great game, man. Like especially in the fourth quarter. Oh, the fourth quarter man, was amazing. He didn't miss a shot, bro. No, no. he was I mean, five of five. The, the talk about heat check. I mean, yes, <laughs> and you know he had the heat check because Evan Mobley. 
He he didn't even attempt the shot. He just turned around Love. backwards and just passed it to Max, and he just threw it up. Fourth quarter for Max Struess last night against the Mavericks. Five minutes, 15 points, five made threes, 100% from the field. So did not miss a single shot in the fourth didn't quarter. Didn't miss a single uh, shot. 15 man. points, just unbelievable. And- uh, game for him. I, mean, I just I and we and you win. just and you just forget about Kyrie had a whole tribute and everything. To, yeah, <laughs> before the game, man. Well, so like you just forget all that well, that's real the quick. Thing that happens in these games. You had it last night with that. You had it. Uh, I think a little bit last night with that Kentucky game. You certainly had it with the Duke and Wake Forest game, where either you get this buzzer beater shot that wins the game. Or you have something that happens at the end of the game, like the court storming, and it completely overshadows everything else that happened in that game. Because that was a, a really fun game between the Mavs and the the Cavaliers. Also, it was very in- forth, entertaining. Um, trying to keep an eye on it because of how good it was. Uh, but now for the Cavaliers, that win last night keeps them in second place um, in the uh, in the Eastern Conference. And also, uh, should note that Max Strew's shot was the second. Uh, longest uh, buzzer beater in yeah. uh, in NBA history, which is incredible. That's just amazing to know that that was the second in NBA history. Crazy, crazy, just I- incredible. Uh, Celtics keep rolling last night a one seventeen to ninety nine win over the seventy sixers. Warriors win again. They're now thirty and twenty seven. Steph started out rough year. though. He did, um, but they were able to get it. Chris Paul had a really nice game. Yeah, that was um, good to see from last him. night. Just kind of doing not not one that like oh man, look he had twenty points, but like you know. Nine points, four rebounds, six assists, four He's steals. He's playing his role. Just stat stuff and doing a little bit of everything, doing what the team needs. Brez looking real right about how how dangerous they can be. I mean, he he looking real right, man. I, I hate I hate that he is because you know I don't know if I want to see the Warriors go on another run. I don't know if it'll if it'll bother me that much. I feel like right now they can for sure they projected to play the Lakers. They can beat Absolutely. the Lakers. <laughs> uh, last thing I, I want to talk about with the NBA, and we got to do it fast because we need to get to a break. Uh, but the the ESPN put out a story yesterday where they were talking about uh, how the league is starting to look into um, if the league is too offensive driven. Yeah. Uh, and obviously, a lot of people talk about the All Star Game, but. Uh, I saw this in the story for ESPN. Go over to ESPN, check the story out. Some really good nuggets in it. Teams are averaging 115.3 points per game this season. That is the highest since the 1969-70 season. Um, The league also set a record of offensive efficiency six times uh, in the last eight seasons. In January, four players scored 60 or more points in four days. So just, I mean, offense, 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 offense. We've had a couple players come out and talk about it. I just don't know what changes the NBA can make. I, There's Rudy no Go, changes. Rudy Gobert came out and said that right now um, a lot of the calls are, are offensive-driven, so maybe we might come back to this uh, during Watch Training because I do think it is an interesting topic. But let's go ahead and get to a break. When we come back, we're talking SEC basketball with Blake Lovell.